Hey. Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome aboard. It is the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. We are back. We are big. We are bang up for it. <laughs> we're always bang up for it. We're, we're a bit delayed. The computer decided that this was a great time to do some updates. Yeah. We've had to sit and chat for 40 they be, minutes. They best be good. They best be good. It best like, be a good computer your, your computer is now like... <laughs> you know has is gained sentiments hopefully then it can sort itself out next time so we might be a bit short on chat because we've just done it for the last 40 minutes <laughs> how are you nick there's always more chat i'm good uh my we've got a new pet in our house well okay. loads of new pets right this is quite a retro thing my daughter got some sea monkeys for christmas oh nice and they've all like well we would like started them last week and they're all just pinging around all over the place and this little Little, I had some uh, sea monkeys when I was about her age. Yeah. They're really cool. Fascinating. Yeah, they are really cool little Fascinating things. little shrimpy dudes. Because they don't need like, oxygen. Because <laughs> they're in like a sealed environment, aren't they? they well, weird. essentially, they just live in, they'd live in like a puddle, wouldn't they? How long they, do they live the, for? Well, this, the, the, according to the literature that comes with it, yeah. like up to three, three, four months. Oh, really? If, if looked after properly. Wow. What do you have to um, do with them? Do you have to feed them? There is like, yeah, you give them like a tiny little bit of food every five days, I think it is. Oh, right. Cool. But yeah, so that's, that's exciting. really difficult to name them and keep track of them. Yeah, it's just, I imagine quite really a few. Difficult. Um, but yeah, I will, I will <laughs> keep you updated on, on our adventures with Excellent. them. Excellent. Get some photos. How are you? I'm How's good. How's week been? Uh, interesting. Okay. Not a lot's already happened. Transport problems? It's transport problems. I had a, a puncture this morning when I got yeah. out of bed in the car, not in my... Looked cell. like your tire had melted. It did, didn't it? <laughs> in the photograph you showed me <laughs> and in our Discord. But yes, see my tire. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I had that little uh, kerfuffle this morning, but it's all fixed now. It cost me 22 quid, so yeah. not a problem. I was only 50 minutes late for work. That's a good so result. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. I've won some chocolate. Lovely. It's always good. Just, yeah. What a prize. That's nice. That's about it. That's my week. That, I'd say that sounds pretty acceptable <laughs> as a week. Yeah. As far as they Not go. Bad. Uh, we need to, before we start this week's episode, we need to address some controversy. Okay. From last week's episode. Oh, last week's movie show. Last week's movie show. Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. <laughs> this week in our Discord was like a garbage fire one day this week. <laughs> Everybody was going off in there. Um, Take the Ten was last week's movie. It was the uh, the the Josh Peck and Tony Revolori comedy. Yes, that we thought was okay, mediocre, inoffensive, not bad. Yeah, just like a fine way to pass eighty minutes. Everybody else thought it was the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. <laughs> it did not. You seem to have taken the brunt of it as well, which I've quite enjoyed because usually if something <laughs> controversial happens in this show, it's usually my fault. I just but, honestly, I thought it was fine. <laughs> it is fine. Yeah, I don't know well, like, what not, these people are talking about. It's not a good about. movie. No, it's not. We never claimed it was probably, a good I movie. I thought after I watched it, well, I'm probably never going to have to talk or consider this movie again. Oh boy, was I wrong! <laughs> you have taken a beating this <laughs> it's week. Quite the hot topic. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what people's problem is. I I can kind of see it, but not. People were trying to tell me this week that it's worse than Smart Christmas. And I'm like, you people are crazy. <laughs> you people are crazy. I, I think it's it's uh, nowhere near the sort of bottom rung of movie. No. Like when I consider all the 
some of the absolute trash we have watched over these eight <laughs> seasons. Yeah. This is is not good, but it's not it's not in those. It's not at that level. No, it just isn't. It's a mess, and it, it's had an absolute job done on in, done on it in the editing room. Yes, and I think there's 100%. probably just in, as we said in the episode last week, there's a bit of a maybe there's a bit of a story there of what this movie was. You know, its director wanted it to be and what it ended up yeah. being. But I don't know what I happened. It passed the time, and I thought it was all right. Yeah, everybody else thinks it's the worst film ever made, <laughs> and that we should be annihilated for even watching it. <laughs> it's uh, it's been an interesting week in the. Office I even court. sat down uh one lunch break this week. I was like, oh, I've got, I need to look at this again. So <laughs> I, I got the stream table out. Yeah, and and I spent ten minutes. Just staring at it. Could I move this? And I am I am not saying this to wind people up. I genuinely don't think I would move it. I, I I think I would listen to the argument of it going below the ledge. It ended up for those that, that don't know. That's a, ended, an absolute toss of a coin for me. Yeah. It ended up in six in the stream table. There's eleven in there currently. So it's it's banging mid table. Yeah. Um I would listen to the argument that it's going but I think I wanted it below the ledge at one point. Um but I wouldn't have it any lower. No, it's it's not as good as smart. It's not as good as smart. Christmas is nowhere near as good. Needle in a time stack, another round the mansion in the ledger, or below it, justifiably. They're all worse films than it. Yeah, and that is the final word on Take the Ten. Look at <laughs> us, got each other's backs. <laughs> we have got each other's backs. We are teaming up against our Discord <laughs> friends to say <laughs> we are right. You are wrong. <laughs> The end. There will be no further discussion of Take the Ten in the bottom of the stream episodes or Discord. Thank you. The end. Consider the line drawn. <laughs> Nick, do you have any Netflix news? Yeah, loads. Cool. I mean, what we got? Let's start with a, an update uh, from Netflix on their plans to crack down on password sharing. Yeah, this is coming in a big way, isn't it? Yeah, we know that last year the test was run on a few uh, South America countries, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, somewhere like that. Yeah, um, that Netflix will be charging uh, a small additional fee for anyone who is wants to share their account with someone at another address. Yeah, uh, and they are they're saying that that has been successful uh, and that that will be expanded out. This quarter, first quarter of 2023. Which is already a third of the way through Correct. a quarter. <laughs> Correct. I'm, um, I'm really intrigued to see how they're going to police this. Yeah, me too. Me what, too. How, uh, how do you account for people who are traveling, people are we, who are in hotels? Exactly. People who are using their account exactly. fairly, but in a different place that is not their house. Yeah. How, I'd like to know how they're going to police that. So I, for example, do have to travel for work. Yes. Sometimes, yeah. and I will sometimes watch Netflix yeah. from a completely different part of the country. Yeah, exactly. How do they know that you're not using your account? Yeah. Or how, I do, I, I'm really intrigued to see how they're going to please. It's not like them saying we're going to do this this quarter. I want to know how they're going to do this. Exactly. Uh, Netflix have said, whilst our terms of use limit uh, use of Netflix to a household, we recognise that this change for members 
this is a change for members who share their account more broadly. As we roll out paid sharing, members in many countries will have the option to pay extra if they want to share Netflix with people they don't live with. As is the case today, all members oh, all members will be able to watch while traveling, whether on a TV or mobile devices. But even so, well, how so are how they making they know? that yeah. distinction? Yeah. Uh, Netflix continued, as we work through the transition, uh, we... We expect that some borrowers may stop watching either because they don't convert to extra members or full paying accounts. Um, so we we understand that some of our fa our metrics could be negatively impacted. Uh, however, we have seen a pattern in Latin America where engagement has grown over time. So basically, they're going to take it away. Nobody's going to sign up. And then over time, people are like, I really miss having Netflix. I'm going to start an account. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we've been talking about it a while. It looks like something's going to happen over the next few weeks. So we will uh, we'll keep you informed on it. But I'm really yeah, intrigued 100%. to see how they're going to police it. Yeah, yeah. More details on that as as we hear it. Yes. Because as you as you quite rightly say, it doesn't give them a whole lot of time to roll that out. It if doesn't. Their, Unless their goal is it's already ready to go, and they just need to. They probably just, just literally got to push a button. Haven't yeah, they? just need to press just a button to see what happens. A controversy this week. I saw this, yeah. Real life squid games. There have been some conflicting reports about some potential injuries as Netflix films the reality show version of Squid Game. Yeah, they're doing a real life squid game. Yeah, which we've talked about before. Uh, three people this week received medical treatment during filming of the Squid Game reality TV show. But Netflix has been forced to uh, release a statement to say claims of serious injury are untrue. Uh, this show has been filmed, being filmed currently in the UK. Yes, it is. It yeah. has been very cold the last couple it of weeks. It has been very cold. Uh, Netflix said that three people were treated for mild medical conditions and that we care deeply about the health and safety of our cast and crew. Uh, Netflix continued and said, Medics have been on set at all times and we have invested in all the appropriate safety procedures. While it has been very cold on set, uh, participants were prepared for that and any claims of serious injury are completely untrue. Hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what this show is going to be. Yeah, there there have been a couple of reports that there were some issues whilst red light, green light was being played. Oh, really? For the amount of time people were outside, basically. In the cold. Because it has been very cold. The 456 people playing that game. It's going to take a long time to get through them all. Potentially, yeah. Because what happens in the show is everybody just runs at the start and they all get shot. Yeah. But that's not going to happen in real life. No, they've so seen the potentially the be outside game. all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the biggest ever reality TV show with the biggest ever reality TV show prize. It's three point eight million pound, four point five six million dollars. Four hundred and fifty six contestants taking on the show. We'll see that by the summer. Yeah, I think I'm really excited. It's going to be a pedal to the metal to get that out. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. They've got they've got to keep that property alive. Yeah, it's a great show. As is tradition, and just the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. Just as we finished <laughs> last week's recording, it was literally. You just, I think I just shut the front door to let you out. <laughs> it was announced that Netflix co-founder and co-CEO Reed Hastings, mentioned many times on the wave, many times on the wave, has stepped down mm. from his role. 
Uh, but he will continue as executive chairman. But he has he has stepped down from the co CEO role. He's to uh, go and enjoy some of this Netflix money he's made over the years. Yeah, uh, but there will still be co CEOs. Ted Sarandos is good old Teddy boy staying uh, in place as one of those, and he will be joined by Greg Peters, previously the company's chief product officer. Chief product officer. Yeah. Uh, Hastings said in his statement, in the last two and a half years, I have increasingly delegated the manage management of Netflix to those two. He said that Sarandos and Peters had been the two that had dealt with the challenges of the pandemic and upheavals in the streaming industry. He said they had a baptism of fire given all those challenges, but both of them have managed incredibly well, ensuring Netflix continues to improve and develop a clear path to re-accelerate our revenue and earnings growth. So the board and I believe it is the right time to complete my succession. Excellent. Oh, it would be a shame to not talk about old Reed Hastings much <laughs> anymore. I'll miss his name coming up. Did you see um, Ted Sarandos' controversial statement in the week? Uh, it might maybe on the news oh, here. Okay. Well, leave it then and we'll get so, to it yeah, later. It may be the very next news item. Okay, Because cool. talking <laughs> of the top brass at Netflix... That was an unplanned segue, but it worked beautifully. There's been some quite bold statements made this week. Yeah. By uh, our friend, as with an interview with Bloomberg, the two new co-CEOs, yep. Greg Peters and Ted Sarandos, made quite the, the few couple of statements. Uh, they were asked about their relationship with some of the creative uh, forces behind Netflix shows uh, and how it felt to sort of have bad feedback from viewers when a show's cancelled. Yeah. And Sarandos, he went all in. He did. He did not hold back in this statement. He said, we have never cancelled a successful show. A lot of these shows were well-intended but talked to a very small audience on a very big budget. The key to it is that we need to be able to talk to a smaller audience on a small budget and a large audience at a large budget. If we continue to do that, then we can do that forever. I think it's a fair point. The logic is it's fine. Sad. Yeah. The statement, we have never cancelled a su successful show. It's, it's a bold thing to pin your tail on. I can think of at least one. Go on. The one that springs to mind for me is glow yeah because it was cancelled it was mainly with, with some filming already done of its yeah. final season the, the, the pandemic didn't help glow did no it? i think it fell at the wrong time and contracts expired whilst the they struggled to get was, people back together yeah. that was a successful show they cancelled yeah i think that's fair but yeah that was a mitigating factor i though. don't care no okay <laughs> fine it's, it's it's a relevant example. I think what we, we've learned from that statement is that Netflix have a algorithm and yeah. they are happy with it. Yeah. And as far as they're concerned, if that show doesn't fall in that algorithm, you have not got a successful show. Is your show giving a return on its investment? Yes or no. Simple as that. It's simple as that. You can be... If you're under that 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 line... Yep, you're not a successful show. It's, we, you can say That's business, folks. we have never cancelled a successful show but you're making the rules on what a successful show yeah, is yeah exactly so <laughs> you exactly. can say it all you want but, uh, and you can be right about it under that sort of logic yeah 
Breaking Bad's not getting the second series. No, it wouldn't. Do you look at the sort of snowball effect of that show? Yeah. And I know it's it doesn't always work like that. that it nearly got cancelled after season two anyway. Exactly. But what we say that show doesn't happen canceled. under this model. It doesn't happen on Netflix. No. Not after, no, it gets canned. Yeah. It gets canned. Yeah, and you, you, it does make you wonder when a show goes after one or two seasons if would that have been the next Breaking Bad after five or six seasons? Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You ju- it does make you wonder things like The Watcher would that have been not The Watcher the what's the one on the boat eighteen ninety nine could that have been the next Breaking Bad mm-hmm. given a few more seasons you just don't know yeah. and you know you will never know. Yeah, but TV has changed in even in that short time between Breaking Bad and now. Yeah, TV viewing styles has changed so 100%, much. Yeah. That uh, you can't even it's apples to oranges. Yeah, I read that. I thought it was quite an interesting, uh, very bold statement from Mister Surrender. How can we make some news with our new new <laughs> yeah. appointment? Here you go. Let's lob this let's grenade over the fence. statement. Now. It did not go down on the uh, the socials very well. <laughs> uh, you can go and find now the first trailer for Netflix's. Uh, we have a ghost. Okay, what's that? Uh, the fantasy comedy drama We Have a Ghost, starring David Harbour. Everybody loves David Harbour at the minute, yeah. don't they? A bowling, bowling shirt clad David Harbour oh, yeah. as a ghost on the run from the CIA. <laughs> this sounds excellent. Is it a TV show or a film? Uh, it's a movie. It's directed okay. by Christopher Landon, who you might know uh, who because he directed Happy Death Day. Oh, I do know. Uh it follows a pair of teenagers who discover and befriend Ernest, a mute ghost haunting the old house that the family moves into. When news of Ernest's existence spreads across social media, it attracts the attention of opportunistic hucksters and the federal government who will stop at nothing to apprehend and experiment on him. They then uh, embark on a road trip to help Ernest elude the authorities and help to put his soul to rest. Well, this sounds incredible. I mean, I have watched the trailer. It's a oh, good okay. trailer. Check it out. Uh, it's, yeah, it's given me... Uh, a, not, it's not... It's that sort of 80s vibe. Yeah. That it feels like a movie that is a concept that I would have seen when I was a, you know, a youngster. A youngster. Yeah. Back in the 80s. Yeah. All those years 80s ago. Or, 80s or 90s. I can't remember the Like 80s. an 80s, Probably. 90s family movie type yeah. situation. Cool, okay. David Harbour's quite malleable, isn't he? Yeah, he can do anything. But even with, you know, sort of, he can hawk, you can hawk him up to be Action yeah. Man, but also it doesn't take much to make him an old, bold ghost. ghost. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I see um, Violent Nights had a sequel commission yeah, this week as well. exactly. So I expect that next Christmas. Yeah. Do you want to do this one or do you want to skip it and do that at the end? Uh, we can skip it, yeah. It's up to you. You're the newsman. Okay, well, we're skipping it. Okay, next. We talked last week about some music biopics. We did. That are coming. Uh, Amy Winehouse and Michael Jackson. Yes. Well, unfortunately, this week, news of a music biopic that has been put back on the shelf. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and that's Madonna. Oh, we did we talk about this biopic? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Do you know why we talked about it? Why? Because Madonna was going to direct it. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> Which... Sounds like a really weird experiment <laughs> really to good. direct your own biopic. Well, it's gone back on the shelf because uh, Madonna's decided to go and do a world tour for two years. Oh, so 
Just well, just let somebody else direct it then. <laughs> let Guy Ritchie do it. Yeah, don't don't if that would work. I might be a completely different movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean Julia Garner was even signed up for the for the lead role. Oh, really? Uh, Diablo Cody's had a go at the script. Wow. Uh, but it's no longer in development. Fair. So that, you know, a lot of money spent on it, and probably got to pay a few contracts out. Now it's not happening. Yeah. Madonna's just like, I'm just going to make some money instead. But I guess the money she can make from two years on a world tour, much she probably more. doesn't really care. <laughs> much, uh, much more. Yeah, so that's gone on the shelf. Will it ever come back? No idea. Let's hope not. <laughs> Next. Sports movies. Sports movies. We've done lots of sports talk this week. Sure. So another biopic, but this time of the sports variety. Okay. Is that... I don't know if there's enough material on this, but Prince Nazim Hamed. The boxer from the 90s? Yeah. Okay. Is getting the sports biopic treatment. Right. Uh, Paddy Constantine signed up for it to play the trainer. I was going to say. It's... With uh, Mina Masood as Nazim Hamed. Okay. The, That's will... a name I haven't thought of for 20 years. <laughs> same. Same. Uh, film will follow the true story of Hamed's humble beginnings on a tough working class streets of Sheffield and his discovery by his trainer, Brendan Ingle, uh, a steel industry worker turned boxing trainer. Their unlikely partnership, along with Naz's unorthodox style, cocky persona and dominance in the ring, propelled them to the top of boxing's elite, all in the face of Islamophobia and racism. I mean, it sounds like a good story. Yeah. I don't recall him being... What? Like... (laughs) having racism against him once no. he was big maybe i'm sure he did on his he on just his seemed to up. come out of nowhere get huge burnt and then hot disappear and then burnt out yeah very quickly yeah i mean i don't know anything about boxing he might have been around for years but sylvester salone's a producer i mean he knows a couple of things about boxing <laughs> he movies, does he does know boxing fair. movies i don't think there's anybody who knows boxing movies better <laughs> so it feels like that's a decent team yeah <laughs> Paddy Constantine doesn't do bad movies. That's a statement. I'm sure somebody will prove me wrong. Next. Is there a big clamour for a third Tron movie? No. Because we're getting it. Okay. <laughs> I did not realise that Tron Legacy was... It is now 13 years old. <laughs> Whoa. No, nor did I. the way of putting it. Wow. Two I don't th- think I've seen that. 2010 it came out. I, I remember seeing it. I, I um, don't remember seeing it. I might have seen it. I don't even think that's the news here. I think the, <laughs> the, the casting is the news here. So it has been confirmed this week. Uh, there was apparently rumours of a reboot coming along. Okay. But no, this will be the third Tron movie. Tron Ares will be a direct sequel to Tron Legacy. Right. No plot details have yet been released, but the lead is cast. It's Jared Leto. Leto, 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 Leto. Who cares? Don't cast Jared, whatever his name is, don't cast him in your films. He will be playing the titular Ares. Why? Why is Jared Leto getting work? Isn't he like running a court on an island in Spain somewhere at the moment? Yeah, probably. Just go back to your... Make your just fuck shit off shit music <laughs> okay well that's another Tron film I'm probably not going to watch uh, it's going to be directed 
Uh, wait, it, it's, a, it's a Disney movie. Um, yeah, going to be directed by Joachim Roning. It's like Joachim Phoenix. <laughs> who is kind of a Disney director for hire. He directed the last Pirates of the Caribbean, Salazar's Revenge. Okay, the bad one. And also the sequel to Maleficent. Oh, right. I've not seen that. I've not seen that. So, yeah, next he's taking on uh, he's taking on Tron 3. Nice. More Tron. Tron with a vengeance. <laughs> Tron with a dickhead. More neon. <laughs> Good luck with that. Next. Oh, this was my and finally one. Oh, God, I was supposed to make you not click on it and now oh, I ruined it. Sorry. Right. Showcase Cinemas, yep. who are a cinema, have done a survey of the British cinema going public or the public that go to their cinemas. Okay. Because they wanted to know what is Britain's favourite comedy movie? Sounds like a real talk. And they've stolen our idea, Nick. I yeah, it does. I think you'll be surprised at the results. <laughs> I have the top ten. Okay. Well I've only seen the top one, so I can do some guessing if you're you surprised by the top one. Um, it's a good it film. Is, but are you surprised it's yes. Britain's favourite comedy movie of all the comedy movies ever? I it would I would have it in my top ten. Would you? Yeah. Okay. But then I'm not a big It just seems very random. It is very random to be at number one. Let's uh, reveal the results of the Showcase Cinema survey. Do you want to give me some hints on the movies and I'll see if I can guess them? Okay. (laughs) Just play a little game. Sure. No problem. Do we want to reveal what's number one? No. We do that at the end. Okay. That's how countdowns work. (laughs) Okay. I'm getting excited. Sorry. Uh, Number 10. Yep. Is, I think, possibly your favourite comedy. Napoleon Dynamite. No. Okay. Horror comedy. Horror comedy? Yeah. Who's in it? Simon Pegg. Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead at 10. Okay. Okay. I would have had it a bit higher. It's not the highest Edgar Wright movie in this top 10. (laughs) There isn't an Edgar Wright movie that's better than Shaun of the Dead. I wanted to talk about this. Okay. In fact, number nine in Britain's favourite comedy. Yep. Movies according to Showcase Cinemas. Is another Edgar Wright movie. Hot Fuzz? Correct. Hot Fuzz isn't better than Shaun of the Dead <laughs> in anybody's world. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, number eight is a, is a bona fide classic movie. What decade? I think, I think it's early 80s. It might be late 70s. Oh, wow. Okay. But Who's in it? Dan Aykroyd. Ghostbusters? No. I don't know them. It's uh, think more. Conehead. Mu- think no. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> think more musical. Oh, Little Shop of Horrors. No, I don't know them. The That's Blues Brothers. Oh, of course. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's not even in Little Shop of Horrors. No, all his mates are. He's not in that. Number seven. Yeah. I'm going to be terrible. So an eighties slapstick. There was a there was a trilogy of them. We talked about this. The the lead guy came up in our greatest comedic performances chat last week. I don't know. It's the naked gun. I don't, I've, I've told you to do this and I'm terrible with comedy movies, so just don't do it. Okay. Number six, for a reason that I c- couldn't even fathom, is Meet the Parents. Really? <laughs> yeah. This okay. is the sixth favourite comedy movie of the uh, British public. Uh, number five is The Hangover. Yeah, okay, I can It made a big impact, it did. that movie, when it was out. It did. Uh, number four is Elf. Okay. 
Christmas film. Yeah. Uh, top three. I don't think you can argue with two of them. You, you're not sure on this first one, are you? I'm not sure. I'm just surprised that it mm. is is out ahead. So number three is Airplane. Yeah, okay. Uh, number two Very is fun. Monty Python's Life of Brian, which I thought was nailed on to be the yeah, top you'd think one. so, wouldn't you? Uh, but they are all paling in comparison to the number one UK's favourite comedy movie of all time. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I thought Mrs. Doubtfire. I think this was a multiple choice question. <laughs> that, that's my, my I didn't opinion. think it had aged well and I thought it had some controversy around some of its themes these days. Yeah. And I'm surprised that's happened. I was more surprised I mean, to find that he put his kids through a lot in that he movie. He did, yeah. I'm not sure that was. I'm even more surprised to hear that it's coming to the West End. It is. It's a whole musical, which again makes me suspicious. Of is there some co? Yeah, something's happening here. You know, co-authoring of this list. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire is a great film. Yeah. I don't think it's aged very well. I think some of the uh, the themes in it. It's not even Robin Williams' best comedy movie. It's not. (laughs) It actually isn't. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe something's happened there. Uh, next. Uh, finally, uh, it has been a week where the Oscar nominations have been Yes, the Oscars and the Razzies were both announced this week. Yeah. Happy with the Oscar nominations overall? I think so. I mean, we're at the point now, aren't we, where there is little to no variation from, you know, the Golden Globes, the BAFTAs to the Oscars. So you've got this, this point now, we had... You know, we had that that first set with the with the Golden Globes the other week, and you know what is going to yeah, be you kind of know what's coming. I think there's a few the, surprises the, in there. The differences are more is is there going to be a difference in the the awards? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything particularly controversial. Is Wayne there? Wayne said it well in our Discord when he said it seems like a lot of good people have been nominated this year, which is nice. I ho- I hope they remain good people in this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they just seem like wholesome people who deserve their awards or nominations at least. Yeah, do you want to run through best picture? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about we'll a, few a few of them. I think I think we we want to look at possibly doing a bonus yeah, episode we'll nearer sort of, the time. Yeah. We'll yeah. do a bit of a prediction game maybe. Yes, yeah, and, and some scoring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, nominations for best picture all quiet on the Western Front. Yep, Netflix's sort of awards movie of this season, Avatar: Way of the Water. Uh, which incidentally is now the fifth grossest movie of uh, gro- highest grossing movie of all time. This week it passed Avengers: Infinity War. Do you know anybody who's seen it? No, again, still not. <laughs> or I, only a couple. Somebody's massaging figures somewhere. <laughs> I'm convinced now. I, I'm really, really intrigued to see how this is happening. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Yep. Elvis. Yep. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I really like saying that. I know, it's great, isn't it? The Fablemans. Tar. Tar. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Triangle of Sadness. And Women Talking are your best picture nominees. How many have you seen? Two. Okay, I've got you beat. I've seen three. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to watch All Quiet on the Western Front and The Banshees of Inner Sheridan. You do need to see both of those films. I've seen The Banshees of Inner Sharon. I've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once. Same. And I've seen Top Gun Maverick. Same. 
I hadn't even heard of woman talk, women talking. I don't think that's hit us yet. I don't think it has. Or Triangle of Sadness, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Tar is everywhere at the minute. That's being advertised yeah. all over the place. Elvis, I need to get to. I'm going to see the Fablemans, if not next week, the week after. Okay. And Avatar, I'll probably just won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, if I had to pick now, if I if I had to pick what I want to win, it would be everything, everywhere, or at once. Yeah. I don't think it will. I think Spielberg I, might pull a few rugs out. Spielberg's going to win. Spielberg's winning one of them. Does it not feel like, you know, it's it, it's a movie about, it's semi-autobiographical and it's about making movies. Yeah. Hollywood's going to love it. lot of Oscar boxes. I think he'll win Best Picture or Best Director. I don't think he'll win both. But yeah, I, think I don't know which one he'll win. I think which, way, on which way around it'll be. Best Actress? Uh, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna Darmas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough to, for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yoa for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, it's a really open category. It could be any of them. Uh, do we want to point out that Anna Darmas is nominated both for as Best Actress and Worst Actress at the same time? Yeah, for she's Blonde. been nominated for the, uh, the Razzies for the What's same. What's the point in the Razzies? She's I don't know. I've always defended the Razzies in the past, but it's it's becoming more difficult as it goes on. Uh, nominating a child is a dick move yeah. there's no two ways about it I mean I think Drew Barrymore called him out on it this week and she's right it's it's just not would it not help it's not in the spirit of it I know this wouldn't happen but if you were truly doing a proper Razzies like it'd be full of films that we watch on bottom of the street yes it would and actually that'd help those movies we do that it's called the Boscus yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and it would actually help those bad movies yeah. to have some publicity. That, that's what, you know. Yeah. Why are we in a position where the same movie can be in both? That's, that's just bullshit. It's just stupid. Headline-grabbing bullshit. It is, it? That's all the Razzies are now. They're yeah. just there to grab headlines. I mean, and nominating a kid is... That, that, that kid could grow up to become the best actress in the world. Yeah. But she's got this nomination now. might put her off acting forever. At 12 years old, and somebody says to you, you're terrible at that, yeah. you're just going to stop doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I hope she doesn't, because she got nominated for Firestarter, and Zac Efron's fucking much worse in Firestarter yeah. than she is. So I hope she hears that. Uh, Firestarter's not a good movie, but that's, it's a dick move to nominate yeah. a child. Uh, best actor? Uh, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for Afterson, Bill Nye for Living. Bill Nye's first ever Oscar nomination. Really? Yeah. Surprisingly. Hmm. There's I, I, there's three people there that could win that. Colin Farrell's not winning it. Paul Mescal's not winning it. I think Brendan Fraser's going to get it because Hollywood owes him an apology and a favour and pretty much everything he's got coming to him. I think um, you would class him as the hot favourite. Yeah, but then Austin Butler as well. Hmm. You can't really look past him. But I'd love to see Brendan Fraser win it. I think he... I mean, I hear the whales are fantastic. And that's, again, on my list for the next couple yeah. of weeks. So uh, hopefully he gets it. Best supporting actress? Uh, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow, The Whale, Kerry Condon, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Chu, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. I was surprised to see both of those get nominated. Tends in to fact, mean a cancelling out, doesn't it? It does, usually. In Oscars. And they are both great in it. I think... I don't know. I don't understand those two nominations. I'm not going to lie. The best two things about that film are Michelle Yeoh and Ki-Hu Kwan. I do wonder if this is Marvel's first acting Oscar. It is. Marvel's first No, I mean, Oscar. but oh, actually to, <laughs> it's to, first nomination. to come away with a... Yeah, I think you're right. It's their first ever acting nomination yeah. from, what, 28 films or whatever it is nowadays? Yeah. That's crazy. 
and it's great that oh, yeah, I think Angela Bassett's got that sewn up. It's definitely not going to either of those two. Kerry Condon's good in the bunches and in a, in a sharing, but she's not really in it much. I, I think that's all Angela Bassett's. Best supporting actor. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. Barry Key. How do you say his name? Kean. Keo. Kean. Keo in The Banshees of Inner Sharon. And K. Hugh Kwan in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. He's the guy everyone wants to bring it home. I'd love to see him win it. How happy that he, he would be. It would make me very happy. It would make me very happy as well. I'd, at the same time, though, I'd love to see Barry Keon win it. Because he's a great little actor. You know, he went through 13 foster homes when he was a kid. Wow. It's incredible that he's pulled his life around to the fact that he's now got an Oscar nomination. It's insane. I do wonder if Judd Hirsch, mm. he's, you know, as an older actor, a bit of a Hollywood legend. A complete Hollywood legend, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's a tough category. I'm not saying that's what who I would vote for, but I, I, I can see a lot of votes going for this him. is what this is the thing with the Oscars as well. It doesn't always go to the best performance. Yeah. It goes to who would you like to see win it? Yeah, I think. Uh, should we finish off with best director? Yeah, I, and I think there's a glaring omission from best director. Okay. So nominated are Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inner Sharon, Dan the Daniels, Quan and Schneidt for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar. And Ruben Oostland for Triangle of Sadness. Where's James Cameron? Yeah, where is James Cameron? It's the fifth biggest movie of all time. <laughs> it's a pioneering method of making a movie. And he's not even nominated. Mm. It says a lot, doesn't it? Now, I don't really care how good Avatar 2 is. But you can't deny it's... A, a technical you know step into the unknown yeah. so why is he not nominated i don't know <laughs> i think it kind of eliminates avatar from the running for best picture as well yeah, i don't, I don't, I don't think they're thinking about it as the best yeah. film. apparently i was reading something the other day that said that the best picture winner that i can't remember how long it was now it was a long time it was the last seven or eight years okay has also been nominated for best director and best film editing okay so it's had those three nominations and it's won best picture and this year, there's only one film that's got all three nominations. Ooh. And it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. So that's interesting. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on... It's late this year. It's March the 18th yeah, or something. It's, it's much later this year. So yeah, we'll do some sort of bonus episode before the before the Oscars come out. And we'll probably leave the Razzies alone this year. It's, it just doesn't feel nice. I agree. Um, but yeah, we'll do some sort of, We'll maybe have some sort of competition to see who can predict the most yeah. winners. Because there's a lot of awards now. Cool, that's it for the news. 40 minutes into the episode, we've done the news. Good news. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? No, that'll save you some time. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't really watched anything this week. I took one of your recommendations this weekend. I've started watching Abbott Elementary. Yeah, I haven't watched any more of that. So I've still <laughs> only watched about four episodes. I think I've taken over you then. <laughs> yeah, I've, done you like, done. I've, done like, I've got like two left, I think. It's a really weird show. Yeah. Because it's good, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, but I'm not laughing at it. I a and few I don't chuckles, know if it's yeah. supposed to be. I thought I really enjoyed it. I thought this is a nice show and I like it. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It's just not funny. I wasn't. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. not. It's not not funny. Yeah, it, it's not, I'm not saying that's a bad. Thing. We've only got this first season. Yes, over have, here on yeah. Disney Plus, I'm aware the, the second season is at, it. It's got a lot of 
weight behind it and yep. critically at the minute saying how good it is. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, see when that arrives over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I it's full of good say, I'm, not, I'm not finding and... it humorous. I'm just yeah. enjoying it to watch it. Um, I watched last Sunday night, I think it was. Yeah, the axe wielding hitchhiker. Okay, on Netflix, yeah. it's a true crime documentary. It's really, really good. Okay, it's a really interesting story. Do you know the story? No. Do you remember the axe-wielding hitchhiker? No, should I? Yeah, it was big at the time. I think it was like 10 years ago now. Okay. It was it was big on like social media. He was a, the first like social media celebrity. Okay. Basically, it was a hitchhiker and he got picked up by a guy. And then this guy smashed his car into a van and crushing a black man. He then got, uh, this guy then got out of the car. Whilst this hitchhiker's in the car. Right. And tried to murder another black lady. Then claiming the whole time that he was Jesus. This guy just had a mental break. Oh, the, and when you said about the Jesus part, that does vaguely ring and a bell. Then, so this kid, this 17-year-old hitchhiker, yeah. gets out of the car and knocks this guy out with the blunt end of a axe. <laughs> hatchet. It's the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, okay. it's called. He hit him, smacked him around the head a couple of times with his hatchet yeah. and saved this woman's life, basically. And he became an internet celebrity for doing so. He was interviewed right. on the news. He's got oodles of charisma. The world went crazy for it. He was on Jimmy Kimmel for a few, right. like three or four episodes. He got his own YouTube channel. He was still living on the streets. They were talking about doing a fly in the world documentary about him from the producers of the Kardashians. Hmm. And then three months later, he was arrested for murder. Oh, great. And it's it's a really interesting story of how... in the media just took on this guy without knowing who he was. You piqued my interest. And I want to watch this. Then he became this completely other person who's impossible to deal with. And it turned out... I mean, he may or may not be justified in his murder, but that's for the courts to decide, and they decided he wasn't. Okay. So he's now serving 57 years in a high-security prison oh, wow. or something. Yeah, it's a really interesting story. I was really fascinated by it. So yeah, it's only... It's an 80-minute documentary. It's cool. snappy. There's loads of real footage on there because he was all over YouTube at the time. Definitely check it out. Excellent. And then I went to the cinema on Wednesday of this week. Okay, good. I went on my own to oh, the lovely. for the first time ever, I you. think. And I went to watch Megan. Oh, yeah. Or M. Fregan, as Megan, it's now called. We? Uh, we talked a little bit about it. It's it's a killer doll movie. Yeah. It's as simple as that. No, there's you can't, you can't pull up any trees being a killer doll movie. You are what you are. They're, they're all the same. Chucky, Robert, and now Megan. Yeah. They're all the same style. It's good. It's entertaining. It's been edited down to a PG thirteen, so a fifteen. Oh, really? UK. Okay. Apparently, the the R rated cut is much more gory and violent. Sure. And it's been they decided they needed to aim it at teenagers, so it, it reminded. Does it's, it lack a bit of bite? Then I wouldn't even class it as a horror film. Oh, fine. It's, okay. It's, <laughs> I just right. wouldn't. It reminded you know how people say or how Gremlins is a horror film. Sure. It reminded me of that. It's got this like family feel to it. But then there is violence in it. Yeah. And that's what Gremlins is. Gremlins 2 is a comedy, but yeah. Gremlins is a horror film. And it's that same sort of... It had a 90s family film feel about it. But then she starts murdering people. Okay. And the ending's all right. The dog does die. Look, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been pulling up trees and we, we yeah, mentioned it last week. It's entertaining. Se- sequel is already... Yeah, M. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. It's a killer doll movie. They're all the same. If you like them, you're going to like it. If you don't, you're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I worry the technology is a lot closer than we realise it is. Sure. After seeing some of these AI tools that I've been playing with over the last few weeks, but uh, yeah, I feel like we might be getting close to it actually happening. 
Never trust a Megan. Never trust a Megan. That's what Harry was told. <laughs> Politics. So she's all right, that one. She's all right. That, that Megan's fine. <laughs> this Megan's a killer robot, not that Megan. Well, the thing I like about Harry and Megan. Oh, like, getting into it. Like, I, say what you want. You you have the chance to tell your side of the story. Yeah. But what makes me happy about whenever they have publicity is that they seem to boil the piss of exactly the right people. <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> they know exactly like, what they're doing. Yeah. The people who get annoyed are people I like to see yeah. annoyed. So I think that's fine by Netflix me. Netflix reported a big jump in list and viewers numbers, didn't they? Um, subscriber numbers, yeah. much more than people were expecting. And I think that's down to those two. Yeah. I think it's as simple as that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was kind of on his side until he released this book, and then I'm kind of like, hey, you're just milking it now. You got yeah. Right, should we do a real talk? Sure. What was this week's real talk, Nick? Uh, talking of Oscars, uh, simply which actor should have an Oscar but hasn't? Yeah, who's been missed out on yeah. you know, over all these years uh, we got some responses on the uh, socials do you want me to go through the socials first? go for it he says without them open classic <laughs> every week <laughs> i do the same in the with the discord so the first response that came back to us from a guy called ryan l terry uh l terry one on twitter is for a vote for michelle pfeiffer it's a good shout he's put a gif of catwoman I'm assuming that's not what she's expected to win the Oscar for. But I don't know. I think that is a great performance, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, you're not wrong. And, and I do, I think, in many ways, Batman Returns is quite underrated. Yeah, I'd give you that. But, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is a good shout. So that's what I thought when I seen her. I was like, I'm surprised she hasn't got one. Yeah. But she hasn't. So, uh, Ryan Terry thinks it, she should have one. It is a good start of we the We then had a response from the Fake Ass Radio Show, which is yeah. another podcast. Gyllenhaal should have one. Maggie? Don't know. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> specify. I'm Maggie's had a couple of nominations. She has. I'm assuming, they're going, with, I'm assuming they're going with Jake. I would assume so. And I think that's a fair shout. Is it... Uh, oh. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is a great film. Prisoners. Yeah. With Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He's great in both of those. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. What brought him to the dance? Yeah. Absolutely. He's great in Donnie Darko. Yeah. Whatever you think of that movie, he's great in it. Yeah. That's another good shout. What's that gay one? Brokeback oh, Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had one for that. Wow. Okay. I've got one more. Yeah, please. Uh, this one's a bit more controversial. It's um, from WFOD Show, which is another podcast. I can't find out what WFOD stands for. It doesn't say on their profile. They may want to sort that out. Um, they've gone with Jason Statham. Okay, lovely. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fuck okay. it. Give him all I don't know what we're giving him one for. <laughs> But we're giving him one. What's the one where he uh, he can't slow down? Cause if his heart rate slows down, oh. he dies or explodes. Give him for that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that, that, should, that should have won What's all it, the Oscars. I, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> is it Crank? Crank. Yeah. It is Crank. Perfect. Yeah, that's it from the socials. Did we get anything in the Discord? Yeah, we got quite a few. Uh, Summer Holland says Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's surprising that Tom Cruise hasn't got one. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you'd give him one for. Any particular performances that stand out for you? I did ask somebody, didn't answer. Tellingly. I mean, the big one was Magnolia. Yeah. Which he didn't get anything for. I mean, he's not been nominated for Top Gun Maverick. But Top Gun Maverick itself has been nominated nominated for many awards currently. Yeah. 
do you think he's one of those names that just gets overlooked because of who he is? Possibly. Tom Cruise is super famous. Does he need one? Wait, a bit so. like Brad Pitt. He only got one just recently. Yeah. yeah maybe. I think he, he didn't get, I think he got nominated way, way back for Born on the 4th of July. Okay. Um, it one. feels like when he's in his 70s or 80s, he might get one. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, But it it did spark a good conversation in the Discord because Sam says, he, you know, he constantly pushes his films forward and has an absolute insanity with stunts, which led uh, later on for Smileyton to say, well, why don't stunt performers get Oscars? It's a very good point. And then your response to that made me laugh out loud. Because <laughs> you went, you can get one for doing a haircut, but you can't get one for setting yourself on fire. It's true. It's very true. I didn't realise there wasn't a best stunt performance at the Oscars. Yeah. I, I'm surprised by that. I think we should allow stuntmen as an answer. I, it's not strictly the All question. All stunt performers should have Because we said actor, but yeah, 100%. Why isn't there an Oscar for best stunt, stunt sequence? Best, yeah, best stunt performance, yeah. best stunt production. Best... It's start, surprising start considering stunt, stuntmen have been in films since it's since films have been a thing. Yeah. Since cowboys have been falling off roofs of saloons. Oh, you, you argue like Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, yeah. stuntman. Yeah, absolutely. It is surprising. But I'd, I'd like to point out Nick wasn't taking anything away from people who cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a no, funny not joke. at all. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's absolutely deserving of yes. an Oscar for hair and makeup. But also for stuntmen, please. Yes. Uh, Smiley's official choice is Alan Rickman for either Die Hard or across the Harry Potter films. I think it's surprising Harry, Harry Ekman. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Rickman hasn't got one. Um, not necessarily for those films, but yeah, it's, it is surprising. Yeah, it's a good I show. feel like it's a good answer. When you put it in, I was like, particularly his die-hard performance has grown in legend over the years. I think. Yeah, that that's kind of a bit of a strange. I don't think Die Hard was as big when it came out as it is now, though. Was it? It was. It was. It was never like the top film of that year. I I I, I'm not sure without checking. Came out in July as well. Yeah, I'm not it's sure. not a Christmas film. Hundred percent. Uh, Ross is going with Samuel L. Jackson. Again, I was really surprised when I read that name. And similar to my nomination, uh, which we'll come on to, uh, Samuel L. Jackson does has an honorary Oscar. Okay. But hasn't won one for act for a specific acting, acting role. performance. Uh, Ross cites uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. But pick... Pick any Samuel L. Jackson performance. Any one of many fantastic performances yeah. by that guy. Yeah, uh, it's surprising. Alex in the Discord is suggesting Willem Dafoe. Yes, another good shout. Yeah. It's a really Everyone good shout. Oscar. Yeah, surprising. Uh, the Lighthouse. Yeah. A couple of years ago. More than that now. Yeah, yeah four or five years ago. Uh, my honourable mention. Okay. I had to go and double check right. this one. Because I knew she didn't get one for this movie, but then I was like, oh, I think she might have an Oscar. Right. But she hasn't. And that is someone who's been nominated six times for an Oscar. Wow. And has won zero. Okay. Uh, and it's only Glenn Close with more nominations without a win. Okay. Glenn Close has seven nominations, no Never wins. Win. Amy Adams has six wow. nominations, no wins. But she, what the performance I'm thinking of is in Arrival, for which she did not even get nominated. Which is an absolute travesty. <sighs> Because uh, there's no, there isn't a more Oscar-worthy film than Arrival. Yeah. 
her rivals are fantastic. And she's she amazing. Should have been an it. award grabber. She is amazing in it. She's amazing in pretty much everything yeah. she does. That's a great shout. It's my honourable mention. Okay, that's a great shout. Yeah, it's better than some of the things that were, have been mentioned. So. <laughs> what is your official answer? Uh, my official answer. Can I cheat slightly? No. Because the question was, <laughs> well, I might have to make Amy Adams my official answer <laughs> then. The question was, which actor should have an Oscar but hasn't? Yep. Um, oh, this guy was in films. So right. I'm getting you on a technicality. Okay. I'll go with Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, that's a great shout. Who was given an honorary Oscar uh, in the late 60s by the Oscars who went, oh shit, we've not given this guy an Oscar. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's never won an Oscar. Uh, nominated five times as best director and won a big fat zero Oscars. That's really surprising. And yeah, that's a great answer. I'll let you, I will let you have that. Thanks. Because it doesn't have to, I don't, yeah. He's, yeah. It doesn't have to be an acting <laughs> performance, I guess. That's just badly worded. Never won an Oscar. Talk. That's really surprising. I was gobsmacked. I, I had an inkling. So again, I went and checked. Nobody changed cinema more than Hitchcock did. Yeah. In that He's time given period. an honorary award. Wow. Basically, oh, we forgot about you. Here's an award. Sorry about our past mistakes. <laughs> Good shout. Good answer. What's yours? I think you'll be surprised by mine, in oh, a way. Okay, I I have a, I had, before I came here tonight, a pretty good idea of who I thought you would choose. So I'm interested to see if you will or not. Okay, I wonder if I have chosen who you think <laughs> I'm going to choose. That's interesting. Um, my answer is Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's who I thought you were going to choose. <laughs> um, I know, I know, which is surprising for me, because I do not enjoy comedy films. And I'm not saying Jim Carrey should have an Oscar for his comedy performances. No. But some of Jim Carrey's serious roles are fantastic and he's never even had a nomination yeah and the fact that he didn't even get nominated for man on the moon is ridiculous there's, there's a it's ridiculous there's a couple of real obvious ones there man i don't think man on the moon is as a whole i think it's a patchy movie but Jim Carrey is incredible yeah. in that movie i'd agree with that i i love man on the moon but it isn't i don't i'm not surprised that hasn't won an oscar yeah what I'm surprised about is that Jim Carrey's performance wasn't recognised. And it only isn't recognised because films like The Mask and Ace Ventura exist. And the, the Academy are snobs when it comes to that sort of thing. And the other big one is The Truman Show. The Truman Show. I think if The Truman Show is made now, yeah. with Jim Carrey where he is in his career now... It'd be a shoo-in. He is 100% getting a nomination. Yeah. And I think he has a great chance of winning. Yes. Because that dropped out of nowhere straight after this string of huge comedy roles, yeah. I think it was it was absolutely just discounted. Yeah, absolutely. And it's why Man on the Moon got discounted as well. It, it is because things like Ace Ventura exist. Yeah. And it's a travesty. Even things like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. Again, uh, it's a fan, his performance in that is incredible. Yeah. Jim Carrey as a serious actor is brilliant. And it is a travesty that he's never even been nominated. But the fact that he didn't get nominated for Man on the Moon, galls me to this day. Because I I would say it's one of the best acting performances I've ever seen it, from anybody. He was... he wa uh, we, can claim, uh, we can claim a bit of um, patriotism here. Okay. He was nominated as for best performance by an actor in a leading role by BAFTA for okay. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He didn't win. He didn't he win, did but get he did the nomination. Yeah. I mean, and Jim Carrey's an insane person now and he probably isn't ever going to make a comeback and get this awards that he deserves. But back then... Yeah, never never nominated for an Oscar. No. 
I think it's it's the only choice for me. Yeah, it's a re- really, really good, really good. Is uh, that who you were thinking I was going to say? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I was surprised nobody else said it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because I was worried I was going to have to think of another one. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> Fair enough. No, good choice. Cool. That's another real talk done. And another wave done, I think. Yeah. Do you want to briefly talk about this week's film? Uh, come back to this very feed on Thursday as we will talk about the legacy of a white-tailed deer hunter. Don't yeah. let the title put you off. It is as boring as it sounds. <laughs> um, yeah, not a great title. Um, Josh Brolin and Danny McBride. Yeah. Uh, are we saying inverted commas comedy again? Yeah. Oh, God, please don't let me hear like last week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this week's is going to be as controversial as last week's. Um, I'm intrigued to see what you thought of it, I must admit. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. I think so. There's some fun fun scenes to go through in this yeah. film. So yeah, come back on Thursday and we'll talk to you about the legacy of a white-tailed deer hunter. Until then, goodbye. Cheers. Bye.